Hi, listeners. My name is Christy, and this is Echoes of the Missing and Murdered. So before I get started on my case today, I wanted just to, first of all, remind our listeners what our mission is as a podcast. We are a true crime podcast, but we're dedicated to spreading the words of missing and murdered Indigenous people across Turtle Island, across Canada to start, and eventually across the U.S., this podcast is very much in its infancy and one of our goals uh, in, in hopes to set us apart from other podcasts is to really connect to the families who are willing to uh, share information, uh, share our, share their stories with us, to really get the word out. Um, oftentimes in the media, there's a lot that goes unsaid, uh, unwritten, regardless of how an interview with a family member went, there are certain things that get left out. There are certain things that families know that are not shared in the media as well and if there's anything that we can share that will not compromise an open case or anything like that compromise a family their safety etc we would really love to hear from you and share your words on a platform that can reach thousands of people with that being said going into writing my episode that i'm sharing with you today I did find it extremely difficult to find information on missing and murdered men and boys. Uh, I really wanted to cover a case that was um, of, of a missing and murdered man just to have that representation on our podcast because we're not just MMIW, um, where we want to cover all our bases and represent all missing and murdered Indigenous people understanding that there is an epidemic with missing and murdered indigenous women and girls and a lot of those cases have a sexual component to them uh, the males they they are still being murdered and they're still going missing and many of those have a extremely violent component to them I want to share with you um, just a little information, uh, some statistics that I found. Uh, Like I said, I was having a hard time finding any lists of missing and murdered Indigenous men or boys. Um, I did do some sleuthing on Facebook and I came across a group um, called Aboriginal Alert and they are uh, Canada's Indigenous Awareness Network. So go check them out definitely I think it's going to be beneficial to us in finding cases uh, to share with everybody and hopefully be able to reach out to some families and get the word out and get their voices heard as that's what we're about. These statistics uh, were from July 2022 so very recent. In fact it kind of goes into the same time uh, that of the case that I'm covering today. There were 101 missing alerts that went out. They've recently located 80. 65 of those were females and 36 of those were males. And they're from age six years old to 62 years old. The provinces with the most alerts 
Manitoba had 29, Alberta had 23, and Ontario had 17. One of those was reported deceased. The total missing they have listed is 154. So again, this is from Aboriginal Alert, and you can follow them on Facebook. They're also on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, the number of females is higher, but the number of males, um, it's still a little disheartening that it's harder to find information through the media on on this. There's uh, lists upon lists that I've found on missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, which is wonderful because that that needs to that needs to happen. There needs to be more awareness brought, and this needs to end. Um, these cases also need to be taken more seriously by the law enforcement agencies that are involved, the RCMP, the local police, etc. But if anybody has any sources for us on any other sources for us on where we can find information on missing and murdered indigenous men and boys, um, as well as women and girls, that would be really, really great if you could share that with us. And I'll share our, um, our socials at the end of this episode, and that's how you can reach out to us. Um, but our goal is obviously representing all indigenous missing and murdered people. So MMIWG, missing and murdered indigenous men and boys and also to slgbtqia plus um, communities we want we really want to cover it all so if you have any sources that you're able to share with us we would really appreciate that today we're talking about missing prince albert saskatchewan 34 year old man named drew ballantyne And that's B-A-L-L-A-N-T-Y-N-E. So Drew was last seen on June 28th, 2022 in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. On this day, his mother, Loretta, had asked for his help cleaning her basement at a home in the city. Um, Now, whether this home, I don't believe it was her home. I think that it was either a cleaning job that she had or perhaps a rental property that she had that needed some cleaning. And she had asked for help from from Drew and um, likely his sister as well. So Drew agreed to help and around 11 p.m. that night, Loretta had advised that it was getting late and she needed to get going and head home. But she told Drew that his sister could give him a ride to a safe place. Loretta said, quote, I told him, I love you, my son. Don't go anywhere where it's not safe, I told him. And he said, yeah, I know, mom. That's when I last saw him, end quote. About two and a half hours later, Loretta said that she received a text message from her son advising her that he had gotten a deal on a carton for $60 and indicated plans to meet her back at the house around lunch. Now, because she was sleeping at the time, Loretta didn't see the message until later that morning. And for anybody wondering what a carton is, it's a carton of cigarettes. They usually go for over $100 now depending on where you purchase them, on reservations, that sort of thing with status, you get them for cheaper, but it sounds like this was a really good deal. So jokingly, she texted him back saying, what's a carton? But Drew never replied. Now, Laura wasn't too worried at that point because Drew often experienced issues with his phone in the past, whether he's not receiving text messages or not sending or his phone services off and on again. Um, whatever the case 
she wasn't that worried. Loretta then went back to the house that they were working on and Drew never showed up. He said he was going to be there around noon and he never came. So she continued to text him throughout the day asking if he was okay. She was getting worried, um, but he wasn't texting her back, wasn't texting her back. And she has been texting him every single day since then in hopes of getting a response. On June 30th, two days after she last saw him, Loretta began getting more concerned and she continued to inquire with her son's close friends if they knew where he was. She seemed to have exhausted every last friend, but nobody knew where he was. Nobody had seen him. Some of his friends did have ties to local street gangs as well. Around 9.01 p.m., and that's according to the timestamp on her phone records, Loretta called Drew's cell phone and someone else answered. Loretta said, quote, hey, who's this? Where's Drew? End quote. And the person on the other end, well, they hung up on her. Attempts to call back were met with no reply, silence. And the next day, Loretta contacted law enforcement and filed a missing persons report. So that would have been July 1st. Drew was on parole at the time of his disappearance, and he had subsequently missed an appointment with his parole officer, which resulted in a suspension being applied to his parole order. But even that hasn't been enough to help increase search efforts. Police told Loretta that they don't really have the resources or the manpower to look for someone with a simple breach. Now you guys, This isn't just a mother missing a son. Drew has an eight-year-old son of his own named Danny. And oh my God, this kid is adorable. Loretta says that they are extremely close and they have such an amazing bond. Loretta says that Danny really misses his dad and he cries every day. And this just breaks my heart as a mother myself. Oh, I just couldn't bear knowing that my son's heart is broken or, you know, Loretta having to console this little boy and try to to tell him that everything's going to be okay. And, you know, while she's falling apart and I just can't imagine. Drew was making plans for a better life for him and his son. He'd been working as an iron worker and he'd actually been involved in numerous projects around Saskatoon, like big ones, including the Children's Hospital and the new Arts Centre. Drew had also done some work in Toronto. He had planned to get back to work as soon as his parole was up. He made plans for him and his son. He often said, quote, just me and you, my boy, end quote. He loved his son. He loved Danny. He wanted the best life for him and his son. Why he would just up and disappear of his own volition. I don't see that as a possibility. But at this time, police do not consider his disappearance to be suspicious. His mother, Loretta, on the other hand, she thinks otherwise. And look, I'm a huge believer in mama's intuition. 
I have not been a mama for as long as Loretta has, but I know it when I see it. Loretta has posted nearly every day on her Facebook regarding her son's disappearance, and I'm going to read a few of her more recent posts. On August 5th, Loretta writes, Day 38, we are requesting donations for funds to help us in our search for information, leading us to the location of my son, Drew Ballantyne. Family will do some fundraisers as well. But feel free to donate and support us. Email to lorettaballantine.lb at gmail.com. Thank you so much. She then writes $630. I believe that to possibly be the amount that she had raised so far at that point. And you guys, I'm going to share this email again with you at the end of the episode. So feel free uh, just obviously to listen till the end. I hope that you do anyways. Um, But if you do want to make any donations or if you have any information for her, you can definitely directly email her or send funds directly to that account via e-transfer. Two days ago from today, that's Saturday, August 20th. She writes, day 52, I miss my son. It really hurts me to hear things of what happened to him. One thing for sure is Drew knew how much I loved him. The last time I saw him, I hugged him hard and I told him I loved him so much. I hurt because I know how depressed he was. He knew mom was there without being judgmental, but encouraged him to walk on the right path. We struggled sometimes to see eye to eye, but he realized mom is right. Don't push people away. Love them and be tolerant. Embrace them with acceptance, but in the same time, let love speak the language of belonging. One of his last messages to me, I'm getting antsy knowing I gotta go soon. Hashtag bring Drew home. Now, that's just a lovely, lovely sentiment that she's written in there um, about love and tolerance and acceptance and letting love speak the language of belonging it's beautiful uh when she mentions it hurts her to hear things of what happened to him i can only speculate that as people do there's probably rumors flying uh about what happened to her son and she's catching wind of those and whether they're painting him in a poor light or you know that's i can't imagine i can't i I don't know how she's feeling One day ago, she shares a post which shows that, uh, unfortunately, this is not her first time having to deal with a loss like this. She writes, day 53, still searching. Damien, my late son, we lost on March 22nd, 2017. He was 34 years old. Christian, my late grandson, we lost on January 14th, 2021. He was 24 years old. And now Drew is missing. He's 34 years old. How much more heartache can we endure? And my God, Loretta, I am so sorry for your loss and that you, you know, your heart heals a little bit and you have to continue to go through this and have it break all over again. On this post, she shares a picture of her late grandson on the left and um, her late son on the right. Now, another Facebook user uh, also posted, she says, 
three years ago, I went on a search in Prince Albert for Leroy Custer, who's still missing. And I met a young man who assisted me so much, searching with me, following up on the tips late into the night and sometimes working all night into the dawn, following leads and walking the land for any leads. He worked endlessly beside me. Today, he is now the man who is missing, Drew Ballantyne. Now, Drew obviously led a somewhat complicated life, but this post, this post shows his true character. Like he's in the community, he's caring, he's helping, he's involved, and he's involved in his family and his community. And above all, he's a loving father and son. And obviously his family misses him dearly, especially his mother and especially his son. And it's just a reminder that it doesn't matter what people go through in life. Sometimes they do change. Sometimes they do want what's best for themselves and the ones that they love. And just because they've been through hard times or they've made poor decisions in their life at some point doesn't mean that they deserve this. doesn't make them any less deserving of being found if they're missing. But unfortunately, sometimes most of the time they are deemed as high risk and sometimes the police law enforcement rcmp don't feel like it's worth spending resources on finding them because of that so just to recap drew ballantyne was reported missing on july 1st 2022 He was last seen in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan on June 28th, 2022 at a residence in the 800 block of 14th Street West. Drew is believed to have been in Saskatoon on June 30th and has connections to the Big River area as well. Drew is described as being 5 foot 11 tall, 210 pounds, with brown eyes and black shoulder length hair that he wears in a ponytail or a braid. Drew has tattoos on his body, neck, and arms, and was last seen wearing a black ball cap, black Adidas tracksuit with white stripes, Nike running shoes with red on top, and a black Nike logo on the side. Anyone with information on the whereabouts of Drew Ballantyne is asked to call 306-953-4222 or Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-222. 8477. Again, you can also email his mother, Loretta, at lorettaballantine.lb at gmail.com. We will also post this in our show notes so that you can get the correct spelling. Donations can also be sent directly to Loretta at this email address to help assist in their search efforts. So just remember that searching takes time time is money. So if Loretta is spending her days searching for her son as she should, that means that she can't work a regular job, regular hours, and the resources that are necessary for searches, sometimes renting boats, um, there's, you know, costs associated with land searches too, assistance, if you're using dogs, scent dogs, etc., there are costs associated with that. So any donation that you're able to make to help her, is greatly appreciated by the family. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Drew Ballantyne's case and story.
There is a little boy missing his daddy, and that man loves that little boy so much. If you, our listener, has any information to help assist us in providing podcasts for these cases, if you have a case that you'd like to hear and like us to share, or if you'd like to be a guest and be interviewed regarding a case that you have information on or that has directly affected you and or your family, please reach out to us. There's a few ways that you can do that. You can find us on Instagram at Echoes of the M&M, on Facebook at Echoes of the Missing and Murdered. Our email is echoesmmpodcast at gmail.com. And our website where you can not only contact us, but you'll see a list of every case that we've covered along with photos and episode summaries with information and updates. And that website is echoesofthemissingandmurdered.com. We'll link all of these in our show notes. And thank you again for listening 